is Confessions of Coconuts, episode 26. Hi, I'm Coco. And I'm Cashew. Hi, Cashew. Hi. How are you today, my darling? I'm fine, you know, it's going. Yeah, it's it's Friday again. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad. Next week, I will only have two days of school, and then it'll be fall break, but who knows if I'll have all my assignments done by then you will because i'll make you um well yeah glad to know <laughs> that this is a household of force no that's not true it's just that i think that schoolwork is priority right mm, sometimes i wonder no it is it is it is priority and i don't know why you're wondering but it's okay it's friday i forgive you today we have Fridays with friends. Which we haven't had in a while, which is a little odd. I know. Just being busy with other things and our friends are also being busy. But I have a friend today and I am so glad that he's here with us. Today uh, we have my friend Nathan joining us. He is a great dude, musician and father. Frugal is our middle name. Hey, welcome Nathan to our show. Well, thank you. Thanks for those nice words about me. (laughs) (laughs) So, Nathan and I, we met at church after I moved here in Indiana. We both attend Church on Fire, and uh, they have two campuses, one in Harrison, Ohio, and one in Batesville, Indiana. I started going to the Harrison campus uh, when I first moved here. What about you, Nathan? How, How did you find them? Uh, yeah, I started at the Harrison campus as well. So I guess this month I've been attending about 10 years. Wow, <laughs> 10 years yeah. already. Wow, for us it's only been like six. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, when yeah. you think like when you put six and, and 10 together, it's not that different, right? Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's 10 still very close. sounds like a really long time. Yeah, this is a long time though, but you guys' family has been in this area for the longest time, right? Yes. So, yeah, I, I grew up within this area, just uh, in Versailles, which is about 20 minutes south of where I live now uh-huh. here in Batesville. So, yeah, I've always grown up in southeast Indiana. How did you find Church on Fire? Uh, my wife, actually, during high school, they found it. Uh, they, they went up there uh, and attended uh-huh. driving from Versailles, about an hour drive uh, throughout that. Yeah. And uh, after we, we went off to college and we got married and lived away. And then when we moved back to the area, is uh, we started attending there. Well, that's cute. You guys got married um, af- when you met in college or you already knew each other? Uh, we, we met each other while in high school or during our high school days. Uh, met at a restaurant. She was a server and I was a cook. <laughs> yes. That is like classic 80s yeah, movie like, rom-com. Yeah, I love that. You, you'll see that on Hallmark. This <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for it this holiday season. That's right. So not much drama though. So, but yeah, we, we met there. We're friends for a couple of years and started dating. We dated about a year and a half and then we got married. So we were still in college. That's so cute. Sometimes we were talking about, um, Kashu has this idea that high school sweethearts no longer exist. Yes. It's a completely <laughs> obsolete idea. It doesn't happen anymore. But, well, Nathan's story, it happened that way. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. I'm talking about like modern day (laughs) texting Gen Z era. Yeah. All right, cool. But that's that's sweet, though. Well, we we were living in Milan when we moved here, and we did also have to drive 
about an hour or so to go to Church of Fire in Harrison. But, you know, I was trying to find a church that was contemporary. And, and that was what I found and I loved it. So mm-hmm. um, pretty happy to be there. Um, you know, now, so I always thought, Nathan, that I was good uh, with my money. I paid my bills on time. I had insurance, I mean, life insurance. I had a bit of money in savings and invested. So I thought, you know, it's all good. I never thought that um, I was buying more than I could afford. Sometimes, though, every time I was going to, no, not every time, but sometimes when I was going to pay my monthly bill, it was tight. So I was like, I, I must be doing something wrong, but it never it never bothered me to just, I don't know, pick up a book and, and figure out what I was doing or talk to someone about money. I just thought like, well, if you pay your, if you pay your bills on time, you're good. You don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> so uh, until though, last year, when I went to the library, I was just browsing at the library for no reason. And I found Dave Ramsey's book. And that book, though, uh, basically opened my eyes on how to do your finances properly. And my life has completely changed from May 2017 until now. I can attest towards this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she buys a lot less stuff and I get a lot less stuff. Like we don't go clothes shopping every other week, which is a little bit disappointing. But, you know... It is what it is. Yes. That's, yeah. that's awesome. You got to stay within the budget. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you, what was your journey? How did you, how did you find, how did you figure, like, you know, you and Anissa figure how to do you guys' finances the way we do it now? Yeah. So I would say probably more the, the Dave Ramsey book you talked about, The Total Money Makeover. Uh, from reading that. So I guess my journey started, I can't remember what year it was or when, if I, I was out of high school already or at, in my last year or so. Um, it was one Christmas, my grandfather gave me this book. Uh, and he told me, or no, actually my uncle got me the book, but my grandpa came and told me, he said, you read this book and you do it. Um, <laughs> and my grandpa had, through a series of some unfortunate events during life, um, he, he had lost a lot and, uh, it came up, they were in retirement age, my grandparents, and, um, they didn't have anything. They had to start over. And that's when he found the book and he told me he found it late and had paid m- many, <laughs> a lot of money and in, in interest over the years. Yeah. And as Dave Ramsey calls it the stupid tax, he said he'd paid a lot. And he said, at my age, he said, read this and do it. And my grandpa, someone I looked up to. I uh, respected a lot, and uh, he never really given me a charge or anything like that before, and that moment has always stuck out in my head. So so that's what I did. I read the book. I can't say that I, I've lived it you know, perfectly all the time or throughout all these years, but it's been a good basis uh, for Dennis and I uh, to, to follow and, and help keep us from getting in any major trouble, I'd say, financially over the years. Uh-huh. That's so impressive because, wow, in high school you had – a lot of advance on me. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just found it. Yes. 
So well, it's it's better late than never, they say. And I don't even think you're late <laughs> on that. Yeah, so. I hope not. But, you know, um, so I was talking to friends from church and I was telling them, you know, I got this book from the library. I can't believe that I did not know all that that what that he's talking about and I've been living and doing my finances totally wrong all these years I think I'm going to start this money makeover thing mm -hmm. and and you know just talking to them and talk and telling them about the seven steps and and a lot of people have heard of Dave Ramsey of course and and the money makeover that he does so they told me you know you should talk to Nathan because he he has a small group and he talks about money and I was like, Hey, <laughs> I should talk to Nathan. So what point did you decide to do that group and, and talk to people about money? Yeah, so it's, um, I don't know. It's, I guess you call it a passion that I have in me to, to want to see others succeed in it. Um, you know, I forget it, it's been a number of years ago. It was before I think we had kids or had just our first, uh, we had some friends. Yeah, we did have one. Sorry. So we had some friends approach us. The husband and wife both worked out of the home and they said, hey, we know your wife stays at home and our child's coming. We would like to do the same. Can you sit down and tell us how you do it? And I'd never had anyone say that or even, you know, thought much about it. But I had fun. I sat down. They were friends we trusted. And I said, I'm just going to here's my whole everything I make. Here's how much money we have. And they were shocked at how mm -hmm. little we made and we're, we're making it. Um, and so it was fun to see that they had their child and the wife left her job and she stayed home ever since. Yeah. And, um, so that's kind of just sparked another passion inside to want to share that with others when I get the chance, you know, I don't want to, you know, beat it over anyone's head because you, you can't convince someone to want to change in this. It, it's got to come from themselves having that drive to want to change. Um, so that's been fun. And that's where I finally was able to have the opportunity a couple times to have the, the financial peace university class to help coordinate that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's been a lot of fun to, to be able to do that and see people yeah. on their life journey in this area. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, Kashu here, just like you, she found about she found about Dave Ramsey's wisdom in high school. Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, the first time I saw the book, like sitting on my mom's like nightstand or whatever, I was like, I didn't know Gordon Ramsay had like an alias or something. <laughs> I so I was really confused, but like the dude on the the photo was not Gordon Ramsay, so I was like, uh, never mind then. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like. Right now, the expanse of my financial knowledge extends to basically everything that Coco has been telling me about, you know, total money makeover, blah, 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 in like the past year. And then also from personal finance class, which is, by the way, one of the most boring classes that I've ever had. They're like, oh, yeah. So here's what you do when you're going to buy a house. I'm like, sorry, buddy. I'm 15 years old and not going to buy a house until like I'm 30. So this is irrelevant information. <laughs> but you do have some common sense about money because of the way you see me dealing with with it right i mean i guess so i'm not gonna be like going out and like blowing all my cash on like unnecessary <laughs> stuff as if i have any cash to begin with <laughs> but you know like i mean i don't want to i'm not probably i don't know if i'll have a budget when i grow up but i know that i will probably be like 
mildly responsible and like not have a credit card because apparently that's like a really bad thing to have you don't have credit cards from what i've learned yeah we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that so so nathan you you started with uh you helping with the folks with small groups and then do you still have those sessions or you guys stop for a while uh, we've stopped for a while just due to life things going on in, in the schedule and we've got three three kids right now and uh just trying to make sure we have time in the evenings to spend with them um yeah. but definitely as you know hopefully we can get to a stride of life that uh, that'll have the opportunity to do that again um with our business you know we were able to help with the design layout up front or talk about that um, when we set it up and that was our main purpose for having a larger open area in the front of our mm -hmm. office um, which you've seen coming in here and that was to be able to hold these classes uh, to yeah. have an opportunity for that to make sure there's plenty of room to sit people and so I will continue that over the years that's definitely my plan that's really interesting and and I think it will be very helpful to the folks that don't know much about um, Dave, uh, Dave's way of, I don't even know if it's a way of living for him. He's just basically doing mm -hmm. like you did, you, like with your friend. He's just telling us how he's done it and it has worked for him. And he is just sharing the wisdom. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's not, you know, like a, a get rich quick scheme or like even a diet. It's a way of life. You yeah. Know, to get healthy totally. with your body, you've got to change your way of life. Uh, and that's what this is, getting healthy with your, your finances. Yeah. You know, I never had a budget, like now since Cashew talked about budget, um, never had a budget and I didn't even know what budget was. <laughs> I remember when I was talking some time back, a long time ago with my ex-husband and, and he's like, oh, I have a budget. I was like, a budget? You have a budget? since when i never i i was like what is a budget anyway and and i i swear when i saw the example of a budget on the book i was like oh so basically you have to kind of figure out what you're gonna spend for a certain thing and you cannot go over it because if you go you're doomed yeah i guess if you go you're doomed so ominous wow <laughs> that's right i know a lot of people hear the word budget and equate it to being a four-letter word you know I, I don't want that i can't do that you know i'm not good with my money and and they just they don't want, want to pay attention but um being having a budget you're actually telling like, like dave ramsey says you are telling your money where it's going you're not just going about just money goes out and you never know where it went at the end of the month it's just gone um, but now you know exactly or should know pretty much exactly where it's all gone yeah and it's unbelievable when i started i remember like it was yesterday i did my budget using my credit card bill because i basically pay everything and buy everything using my credit card so if i am buying let's say 200 dollars in groceries that it's and i pay the bill every month in full that is 
my budget for for the month and it was so funny how much food i noticed that i was buying and how much <laughs> going out to eat i was buying and i was going to an unnecessary thing so i come up with this budget that made no sense <laughs> me too honestly i miss the times when we bought lots of food and when we went out to eat semi frequently like nowadays it's like all right, do you want to go get the car washed or do you want to go eat the Mexican restaurant? And then I'm like, naturally, I'm going to pick the Mexican restaurant. I don't want to wash no car. And then she come, we come home after getting our nice like burrito or whatever from the Mexican restaurant. She's like, all right, we're going to do a group effort to wash the car by hand. I'm like, yeah. are you serious? She's like, yes, because we already spent the money for the car wash. I'm like, well, thanks. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. If you take from one area, you, you got to put it back in or get creative. Got to get creative. So we go eat the burritos, we get energy, and we come home and watch the cat get energy. <laughs> when you eat it, like in my opinion, when you eat a burrito, you get all sleepy and tired. That's it's right, like, yeah, nah, I'm good. That's how I am. You just go crash on the couch. <laughs> And I swear, the car is still dirty. We haven't washed the car because we like <laughs> burritos. But anyway, I learned so much that doing my budget where, like you say, the money has to, if I'm making $1,000 or two or three or how, how, however, you know, how uh whatever money you make you your finance whatever is coming in has to go out exactly and if you are spending more than you're making it's just not okay you're gonna have to cut somehow can you talk a little bit about budget and me uh what do you, what is your experience with budgeting uh did you have folks from the class talking about budgeting your, your experience at home yeah yeah so for me um i, I don't like to budget it's not it's not a fun process for me uh you know, just to sit down to take the time i don't like to have to review you know what have we spent for the month and what are we doing next month but it, it's uh I, it's necessary you it's just part of the process you have to do it uh, where i find the enjoyment is seeing at the end of a month what i was able to save what i didn't spend and, and that we did good and able to apply more to debt uh the, you know become debt free and continue that and didn't get further behind that's mm -hmm. what's fun for me, um, it, but it is hard uh, to want to, to be disciplined. Uh, I'm not one to just natu naturally want to do that, so it's, it is hard. Um, with yeah. my, my class and, and students, I, mean, I guess one, personalities come into play with it as well. You've got, you know, Dave Ramsey talks about the nerds, people who love to just sit down and uh, work on that. You know, in, in the class, one of the classes I had, I had a husband and wife, the one he, he was the nerd. He, he had his Excel spreadsheets. He was going and just making it so complex that when they went to sit down, the wife was, I, I, I don't even know what I'm looking at is how the wife felt. <laughs> uh, <and> so <laughs> they, they were like, well, what do we do? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy, but you, you got to just cut back and simplify it. You, you got to make it so she can be a part of the process and have a say in it and be able to understand. If you want to keep your fancy spreadsheet on the side, you can do that but she has to be able to understand too and have input because she was the spender. She wanted to go out and spend the money. He was the ready yeah. to just cut all funding off. And I was like, you, you can't just, you know, you can't take a, a spender and cut them off cold Turkey. You got, you got to still give them a little bit of something <laughs> or else they're going to revolt and not want to follow the process. So it, it, it's interesting seeing, you know, personalities come into play with this as well and, and how you 
process life and want to and your experience in life with money. So it's, it can be hard. Some people it comes naturally and they, they just jump right in and both are, you know, Dave Ramsey's word gazelle intense, you know, someone's ready just to, to run, get away from debt as fast as possible. Some are that way. And some, you know, from uh, another couple from my class, I see them out around town. Sometimes I'm like, how's it going? Just asking you how is life, but they lower their heads in shame and like, oh, we're not really sticking to the budget. <laughs> like, also a mood. Like, wow, that is me. Like, I'm like, I'm, that's not what I'm asking about. Just like, like, oh no, I see Nathan. Let yeah. me. Like they, they're like, I don't want to talk to him. He, he's going to ask how are we doing with the budget, and we're, we're not. So <laughs> it's, it's been funny. Feel feel bad. I don't want to make them feel that way, but it, it is kind of funny at the same time. It is funny. I mean, like. The first step for for um, the seven babe steps, I believe it's like you have to have a thousand dollars to start as an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. So I did that, and he's like, "Well, you have to have it available just in case something happened. It's not. Um, we don't. I'm not saying you should have it just laying around, but it's not a good idea to put it in the bank because." If it's an emergency and you need it right away, you some, maybe not have the time to go to the bank and get the money. What do you think about that? Yeah, so again, this is going to, I guess, depend on each person, uh, their life, their, their personality. If you got $1,000 cash laying around the house, can you resist that sale that comes up? Whether it's mm -hmm. a. No, uh, I or, cannot. You know, around here, we got a lot of guys who hunt, so it could be a new gun, or for you, it, it could be buying a new pair of shoes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, uh, if you can't resist that, then it does need to be put somewhere. Uh, maybe you put it in a checking account that you don't have a debit card if you have mm -hmm. to, where you have to only write a check, which yeah. a lot of times people forget how to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> so that could take another bit there. So, yeah, it just kind of depends, I think. But it is really important to have that because, you know, if something does happen, um, you're not stressed. You know where the money, yeah. you already have the money. Uh, I think we, like you said, the way you lived before, you're, you're coming up, you know, real tight at the end of the month. If mm -hmm. something happened, you had to get a new set of tires or you didn't realize that that's going to hurt and you have to pull out a credit card and, and then that's stressful and yeah. it causes anxiety in people. But when you have this reserve for those types of events that are unexpected, you just feel good. You're like, oh, I've got the money. No problem. No, I just got to replenish it. This is kind of unrelated, but this is actually related as well. But, you know, I'm taking this course in school called Human Development, right? <laughs> and basically, we, like, learn about families and relationships and basic health, et cetera, et cetera. And I was reading a while back, like, maybe, like, two weeks ago, that one of the main causes of stressors in families is financial problems. So just wanted to put that out there to extend my knowledge to all of the listeners. Yes. That's good. And, and that's true because that's uh, one of the leading causes for divorces as well. Yes, that's what I read too. Yes. Yeah. So it, it is a major issue, especially in, in the United States and our society today. Yeah, I mean, if we don't agree with what we're going to do with the money, especially if you are married and doing, and doing the money thing together, it's it's going to cause a huge stress. And, and Yeah, lots of chaos. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 oh, it, it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Um, I, the funny thing, though, is that 
you have to kind of figure what is an emergency and what is not. Because you might say that, for example, let's say Lovely here is going to go to college next year. I already knew that Lovely was going to college next year. So if I already knew that, I was supposed to be saving money to give her for like school application fees, let's say. But I didn't. No, but so, she didn't. That's yeah. the main thing here. So could I say that this is an emergency because it's not in the budget <laughs> and use my money that is for emergency fund only for the, for the college fees? I mean, I would say no. So now she goes to no college because I can't. Yeah, and I'm at home forever until I'm 30. <laughs> Well, maybe that'll just be some motivation on her to go get a job now and save up her own application fees just in case. <laughs> no, we're working at it. We're working at it. <laughs> no, but it's it's kind of hard, don't you think, to kind of what is an emergency? Because like you said, it, it could be like, oh, man, I need these shoes. I don't have it. This is an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, again, that that's going to be... Uh, I guess each per family can have different reasons for things. Um, I, I know for me, clothes, it's never an emergency. My, uh, I would wear the same clothes for years, I guess, if my wife didn't go buy me new clothes. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I hate to clothes shop. So that that's never an emergency for me. Uh, you know, a car breaking down, obviously, you have to have transportation. Um, so that, that's kind of an essential to life. So to me, if it's an essential to life, that's more easy to say it, it is an emergency. That's a good way of putting it. If it's essential to life, then it's it's an emergency. So going to college is actually not essential to Do life. Do you want me to be a yep. homebody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's some nice online schools too. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I haven't considered, but I have been doing online school for like the past three years, and it would be nice to finally leave. So you just want to break from I, the online yes, scenario. Yes, break from the online and break from the middle of nowhere featuring corn and soybeans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then, yeah, so then we have to save the $1,000. Let's say, let's put it in a, in a checking account on the savings and forget about we have the card then. And then you have to start with your budget. Make sure you pay your debt and then you're debt free. So for yeah. me, you know, the whole idea of, okay, you have to stop a 401k if you have to put that money towards your debt. You mm -hmm. have to stop um you have to evaluate not stop the type of life insurance or any kind of insurance you have so you can put more money towards your debt i know you are an expert in insurance you are the insurance dude around here yes. and that's why i thought it would be amazing for you to talk a little bit about about that to our listeners and i, I kind of explain how we did it and how i was able to a big save save some money and put more towards my dad uh, with stopping and changing the insurance that I had before. Yeah, so there, <laughs> there's big controversy in the insurance world with mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is kind of a four-letter word to some agents out there. Um, you have your two different, uh, to simplify, I guess, two different types of life insurances. You have your, your term, which you buy uh, for a certain number of years. It's set up and agreed upon whether it's 10 15 20 30 years is you have a life 
insurance policy for that set amount of time. And then once that time frame's over, the policy ends and no more payments. The next type, uh, call it a whole life policy, it's one that will get you all the way up until the age of, a, depends on the policy, around 100 years old, we'll say, to, to round that out. And But those are going to be more uh, of a costly policy, mm-hmm. and you typically get less coverage. One being is they know they're guaranteed they're paying something out on you to go all the way to you know, 100, 110 years old, most likely. Um, and so the, the purpose behind those is they're going to take uh, some of the money that you pay in your premium every month, and they invest it. And for that, they're going to give you a small percentage back uh, into the policy to help you kind of grow that. Um, but it's usually around, it depends on what you get, maybe a 2 to 4% return, essentially, mm-hmm. on, your, on your money. Um, and then but you still have, say, less coverage. So, and I'm trying to remember the amount you had, but you know, I've seen examples where I'll have someone that has a, a policy like that uh, with 100000 in coverage um, for their life insurance, where as if they went and purchased a 30-year term, they could take the difference in premium, which sometimes it's pretty significant, um, and, pay, and put that into the retirement fund or pay off their debt. And mm-hmm. then they can take that savings still over the next however many years and, and pay that off. Cause uh, the way I look at it, you know, some agents are like, you know, you're, you're taking away from someone's future. They need to have that money all the way up until 110 years old. But if someone's really following this plan, you're going to be debt free. You're yeah. going to have a savings saved up. So you've already got the money that you need for a legacy uh, for your family that you want to leave and to cover your expenses. Um, for my take on it, for those who are selling the whole life a lot is, um, and this is broad. I know it's not every agent out there. So I want to be kind to those agents that I know. Um, but it's, they're anticipating that the people will never get better. They're never going to improve their finances, that they're going to end up at that age in life, you know, living mainly on maybe social security, some 401k that they had, but they're really going to have to rely on this policy to cover final expenses and have some kind of inheritance for their family. So that's where I'm not big and keen on that. I'd rather see someone following like you've done, of you know, getting out of debt, saving your yeah. money. So at the end of your term, if you want to buy life insurance, that's fine. You can keep, keep going and you have extra for your family, but you know you've already have something to leave behind, all your estate and everything will be taken care of, uh, and no one's going to have to be left you know, out of pocket or scrounging around for money. Uh, to you know, even buy a headstone for you, cover mm-hmm. the funeral expenses. So that's a real broad, quick <laughs> explanation. Not sure how clear that was, but now I think uh, what you, did you understand as a fifteen-year-old? Well, I mean, I learned all of this in personal finance, <laughs> so it was literally like the unit like from last week. It was like, oh yeah, insurance and premiums in terms oh yes so uh, (laughs) i know a little bit about it if i haven't like forgotten everything after the test but i mean like i used to think it's like like, isn't it like important to have like you know 401k and insurance etc etc because you know like all the people who watch Susie orman she always like never accepted them for like like should i buy this or not she'd be like oh do you have a 401k they'd be like nah she'd be like uh no denied you know (laughs) so it's like I was, I was like, oh, it's important to have 401k, but then like, 
then Coco's out here. She's like, oh, yeah, so I stopped, like, 401k or whatever, so then I could get savings. I'm like, but aren't you going to need retirement, question well, mark? Well, that's a good point. The reason why we have to start the 401k for now on this particular step, it's so the money goes to pay the debt. And then you, after that, you after you have debt that is all paid, you are going to save for an emergency like um, in case you get you lost your job or something. And then you, you after you save that, the fourth step is to again regain all this, the investments and start with your 401k backup. Right, Nathan? Yes. So, and, and that's a question I've gotten before from folks is, uh, you know, if why stop my 401k? That, that's maybe free money I'm giving up. And there are situations where it's maybe not the best decision for that person, depending on where they're at or how much their employer even matches. Um, but uh, the way I look at it in kind of trying to simplify it is um, if you've got a credit card debt accruing 22% interest, but your investment over here is earning 10%, there's, you know, there's a 12% spread there that, that you're missing. Yeah, yeah um, obviously a problem. <laughs> yes. So that's where I say it's better, you know, cut out the 401k, pay that off. But now you not only have the money you can contribute back to your 401k, that additional money you had been paying on your debt, uh, you can now take that and even apply that to a retirement fund. You know, once you've fully vested, you know, like you're saying the emergency fund, maybe a three to six month of expenses saved up mm -hmm. you can really hit that retirement fund hard and grow that I quickly i know i'm looking forward to it <laughs> and so this is so exciting i did what i had to do i and you know this i mm -hmm. had to stop my 401k i had to change the way i did insurance and that includes life insurance car insurance house insurance all my insurance we had to reevaluate everything and mm -hmm. and I think I had to stop credit cards. Uh, I do still have a credit card, and I know Dave said no to credit cards. Oh, yes. This is one thing that I find hilarious. She's like, oh, yes, I'm only using the credit card so I can get the frequent flyer miles or whatever. And I'm like, didn't James Ramsey, like, warn you against this? Like, yep. isn't it a trap? <laughs> yes. He does. I, know. I don't know how many times I heard him say that before. You know, how many millionaires will they tell you, oh, I, I became a millionaire because of my frequent flyer miles. <laughs> Well, but I am making sure that every single thing I buy on that credit card is I have money on the budget for. Yeah. I am not being careless like last time. I I could, if he was here right now, I could show every single thing is accounted for. <laughs> and, and so I did close all the other accounts. And I remember reading the page that says, if... It's if something that is taking you from uh, being that free in, let's say, 18 months, it, if, if you have this something that you really like and that something is taking you from being that free, you have to get rid of it. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, no, no. And the first thing that came to my mind was my car. Yes, and I, I remember like, you talking about that with me. <laughs> I know, Nathan. I was like... 
I'm gonna do the best that I can to pay this car off. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't, I can't do that. And I was like, but if I had to, because I'm not really tied to my material stuff, I would sell the car. But I was like, I hope I can just um, be able to pay this car in 18 months. And can you imagine you buy a car and you go there, you had no idea you're gonna start money makeover. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you probably finance, I don't even know if I did 42, 48 or 56. I don't even know. I know as a fact it wasn't 72 or, or 60. But then I go like, how can I turn that into 18 months? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that would be hard. <laughs> it, was, it was a challenge. So, you know, things happen in my life. I had to go through a lot last year. And then I didn't have my hybrid car anymore. And I was like, you know, I could, I really like this car that I have now, but I liked my hybrid better. So I did, I sold the car that I had. And with that money, I bought the hybrid and I am completely debt free. My car, one car was able to pay the other completely. That's awesome. And right now, I it I don't have any debt. I have paid everything in 17 months and I'm so proud of myself. I had no idea I had around $40,000 in debt. I had no idea because I never stopped to put everything together on paper. Mm-hmm. And I was able to pay $40,000 in 18 months. That's awesome. And I am so proud of myself. I I I can even express. <laughs> and now I am on a third step, which is to save um, six, three to six months for ex- of expenses in, in savings, just in case uh, something really drastic happened. And I am, I am very happy that I am on that step. But again, like he said, you have so long that you have so much time on this third step. So chop, chop. Yes. And and so I have to make sure that I don't get stuck here and I can start the fourth step, which is the investing step. I don't want to um, get stuck on it because I think the fourth is actually like the second step to be that free is, is one of the most important steps. What do you think? Yes, a- absolutely. I would say, um, you know, after just making the decision to get it, become debt free and taking the steps, that was probably... The, the, the most important step after that, because you're, you're preparing for the future um, on, on that. Um, because if, if you don't take that step in planning long-term, uh, you, you mean you can go still without debt, but once you get to retirement age or hit that uh, stage in life, you, you're not going to have what you need any longer. Uh, so it's very crucial to, to start that investment um, and, and be prepared. You know, I think it's, uh, I pulled out the book while we were talking here. It's invest 15% of your household income <laughs> into Roth IDAs, IRAs, and pre-tax retirement plans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, if you got 401ks, max out what your your company can contribute to that. Um, but then I'd say you take the rest and go just do your own Roth IRA after that. Um, that way you're not paying taxes on what you're pulling out once you hit retirement. Yeah, and I heard he say that you also have to, at this particular step, you tighten the budget a little bit. What? <laughs> what? 
how come I was never informed of this? I can't believe that I'm going to be eating no food for the rest of the, like, eight months that this is going to be happening. Wow, can't believe it. it, is it, it am I, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something else, but I think he said that at this step, you got to just tight just a little bit more so you can contribute just a little bit more to investments. Yeah, and, and it's going to depend, again, on each person's, where they're at, their age, you know, Obviously, for Kashi there, she's young. She can start now. Um, there you go, Kashi. You're going to be way ahead. If if you just started at 15 now and invested, uh, I would. You'd have to get a calculator and look. You know, five or ten thousand dollars now. By the time you hit retirement age, that's going to be so much money. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. like Michelle Obama or <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. There, there you, know, you go. Getting that all that cash. Yes, money. you're going to be right up there. It, it'll be a lot more <laughs> than what you would think. Just putting five or ten thousand in uh, at this age, and then it is funny you mentioned that because they were talking about something that you wanted to buy, and and P was like, "Yeah, you can save the money. You can totally save it." And Kashu was like. No, I need to buy things, okay? And then I can't save. And, yeah. and P was like, yes, you can. What was that thing about you guys um, talking about? I think I was talking about um, buying some art supplies because I wanted to buy some markers for, like, my drawings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was I've been wanting to buy these markers for, like, years. And then I was like, I really want to buy this, but I'm broke from buying Subway. So, you know, <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. You just have to have a strong will. I always do financial decisions like the way I do for my diet decision. I have I have told myself that I am okay without drinking milk, that I am okay without having a piece of cheese. And even if I see a piece of cheese in front of me, I'm not going to eat it because I told myself I am okay without it. And it's the first and the same thing with exercise. I told myself that I want to exercise. And even if I see this huge piece of pizza, let's say, I'm not going to eat it because that's going to affect on where I want to be with my exercise. So the same thing with money. I want to be at my 19 year, my 20 year term. I want to end that term insurance and say, I don't need to renew it because I have saved enough money and they mm-hmm. are now in investment that I can be my own insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and if I tell myself that on a daily basis, just like I tell myself with my diet, I will be there. Yes. I mean, that's a good strategy. Like for me, I go out of my way to torture myself when it comes to things I want to buy. I'm like... <laughs> Hmm, I don't really feel like doing anything. Let's go online shopping when I have no money. And it, or I'll have like, you know, like $10 in my like bank account. I'll be like, maybe I can buy one bag of chips. <laughs> but I know that I can't be buying these bag of chips because I got to save money for other things for later. Yeah, yeah and, the, and those advertisers, they do that on purpose. That's why we don't have a TV at home <laughs> on purpose because you see the commercials you want it. It's yeah. all a mind trick. It is. So yeah. it, it is. And, and it is. It, it, and it's also, you know, all the stuff they show on TV is junk anyway. So yes. we don't have TV. We don't want to be enticed. And I don't pretend shopping. I used to do that a lot. But I don't pretend anymore because, and I actually find shopping really tedious right now. I don't even like going to the store because my wallet is like screaming at me. <laughs> 
even before I get there, yeah. <laughs> pulls into the parking lot at Kroger, like the ball is like screaming bloody murder. I tell you, I went to shopping last night for food, and the the cashier says a hundred dollars, a hundred and one dollars. Like, what the hell did I just buy? That was that right. much. It's crazy. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it is hard to one to not, you know, go for the impulse buys. Um, but like you're saying, you have created an identity of who you want to be in the future. You saw yourself being debt free, saw yourself being financially stable. And so you've been able to take that upon yourself now to live so that you can become that. Yeah. And, and, and I thank you for helping me along the way. Oh. I really do. You have been a huge part of this process. And I know I'm not done bugging you about oh. it. Because <laughs> I know there are all the steps coming up. But I am so glad to have you uh, close by. And you are so, so knowledgeable. And I hope that the folks that, you know, are going to be in your classes, if you start them back up, they realize that you are truly a person there to help them all. And, and, and as you, I don't know if you all know, Nathan have a insurance company in Batesville, Indiana. Um, Nathan, what is the name of your company and where can the folks find you if they are looking to uh, maybe, you know, even uh, do some mm -hmm. quoting and, 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 and make sure that what they have yeah, is so, good for them? Uh, the name of our company is Momentum Insurance. Uh, the reason we chose that name is we want people to keep moving in life uh, when the unexpected happens. So um, we are, like you said, in Batesville, Indiana. Our website is Momentum, I-N-S, short for insurance, dot net. Um, mm -hmm. And they can even send me an email if they're like, it's Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, at Momentum, I-N-S, dot net. And I'd be glad to help out. We, we're in Batesville, Indiana, but we can serve uh, anyone in Indiana or Ohio. All right. So is it okay if, like, if someone around the area, again, just they, they thought, well, these guys are talking about Dave Ramsey. I'll just go pick up this book and kind of figure <laughs> out. And so if they look at it and they have questions, they, do you think it's okay if they, you know, give you a call, talk about it? Maybe they need help with their insurance situation. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's something I love to do. Um, yeah, I can... For insurance-wise, I can help uh, anyone in Indiana or Ohio. I'm licensed uh, to serve both those states. So insurance, I can definitely help or try to help find you mm -hmm. someone in your area uh, who I know would be able to help uh, on that. So, yeah, glad to have anyone reach out to me. If they're not in their area, you're still welcome to email me and be glad to talk to you. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was very informative. I, again, I'm so happy I am debt-free. Um <laughs> Yes. I, I can't even believe it. So, yeah, congrats on that. Definitely. I, I'm excited. You know, from when you came in a year ago for uh, almost a year and a half to, to now, yes. that, that's awesome. Yes, it's so, so uh, it's so exciting. And I am looking forward to my next step. And thank you again, Nathan, for your time to talk with us. It was great. And send our regards to Danessa and the kids. Thank you so much. I will. Thank you, guys. podcast is brought to you by me and my mom. The editing is done by me and the music is done by my mom. 
and GarageBand. If you want to check us out on any of our social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as Confess Coco and YouTube as Confessions of Coconuts, where we post all of our cool adventures of us being zany and eating a bunch of cool food and stuff. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to any of our social media. If you want to donate, you can go to our website, confessionsofcoconuts.com, and go to the donate page and drop some spare change while you're at it. While you're there, you might as well go visit the show notes and subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe because you're supposed to subscribe to all podcasts. And I know you love us because you're listening right now. It'd be cool if you could share us on whatever social media you have and just get the word out so we can continue to bless other people's ears with our amazing voices and our silly stories. The podcast is a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And we truly thank you for listening. On that note, leave a review. Thank you so much.